I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey guys, Matt Donald here. Just let you know once again, as I always do, that I now, as in always, forever and always, have a Patreon. Yay! At patreon.com slash Matthew Donald. There you'll find bonus content for both the Ritwit and Paleobites. For the Paleobites bonus content, we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals, and this month we're talking about Camp Cretaceous, the Netflix hit show in the Jurassic World canon. The reason why I'm not saying Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous is I'm trying to hide the fact that we've covered so many different things in the Jurassic Park slash World franchise. Look, guys, it's the one big dinosaur franchise out there. If you want there to be two big dinosaur franchises, buy my book, Megazoic, on Amazon.com. Anyways, link is in the description for where you can sign up to the Patreon. Thank you for your support, and have a lovely day! Also, this week, we at Paleobites have a special announcement. Cross-promotion! You should go check out the podcast I Know Dino from fellow paleo fans Garrett and Sabrina. This is currently the world's biggest dinosaur podcast, so that's pretty cool. Every episode, they cover the latest scientific discoveries, fun facts about dinosaurs, and a deep dive into a specific dinosaur. Way more deep of a dive than we do here at Paleobites, but yeah, different shows for different folks. But it's really good stuff. It's so informative. Like, a new dinosaur is discovered and named pretty much every week, and I Know Dino is the only podcast which covers every new dinosaur discovery. Every new one! That's crazy! How do they do it? But they're so good at it. They're a really fun and informative show, very science-based. They promote critical thinking when new claims are presented about dinosaurs, like what did Spinosaurus use its sail for? Were T-Rex's arms really useless? Did Dilophosaurus spit venom? It didn't. They know that studying dinosaurs teaches us about many other scientific fields, like how our mammal ancestors rose to prominence following a mass extinction just like dinosaurs, migration patterns of dinosaur lineages, and every episode it ends with a fun fact. For example, uh, dinosaurs continuously grow replacement teeth, which is pretty cool. I'd sure like that ability. No, I don't. I'm not nearly physically active enough for that to be an issue. Still be cool, though. Uh, Dinosaur claws, horns, and plates were likely covered in keratin, making them much larger than the skeletal mounts make them appear. So imagine a stegosaurus with, you know, it already has big plates. How about even bigger plates? Like, so big! They could fly with those things if they flapped them. No, they couldn't. Yeah, it's good stuff. So check out the I Know Dino podcast. Go to iknowdino.com to find their main website. They've got well over 300 episodes. But yeah, they're really great. Thank you so much, I Know Dino, for this opportunity. Go check them out. They're much more educated than I am. <laughs> Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow.
Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast that belongs in a museum. My name is Matthew Dahl, and each week I am a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by the acclaimed writer of Sherlock Holmes and Oriarty's stories, <laughs> Lawrence Mack. How are you? It's an honor to have you on this show. I'm a huge fan. Oh, yes. Thank you. I'm, I'm so glad to be here. Um... It was, it's, uh, I'm actually coming out with a new book. I figured I'd throw that in there. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, Oriarty's Revenge. Oh, yes. Volcano Rock, something Of like course. That. Man, you look like a writer. You even have the body of George R. R. Martin. <laughs> 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 oh, that was mean. I have all. Not at all. Not at all. Thank you. I'm so honored. Uh, uh, if I could, if I could, uh, you know, uh, if only I could finish books like Martin. So he'd not finish yeah, books. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely think I've said this before on other podcasts, uh, maybe the Rick uh-huh. or some other stuff. I genuinely think that he wrote himself in a corner and he doesn't know how to get out of it. I think that's what's taking him so oh, long. Oh really? I could believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's so intricate in all these different plot lines and all this stuff. He's trying to make sure it all fits together. And now he's like, oh crap. Right. The way I wrote all this and all this intricacies, I'm in such a dead end uh-huh. that like I cannot find a way to fit it all together so i'm just gonna leave people yeah. hanging forever right it'd be like some sort of super corny ending that fits all of the plot lines he's done Get, that's he kind of like something. how the show ended right yeah exactly oh man the show i mean grand the show ending wasn't it's was his fault in the fact that he hasn't finished the story but i mean the actual ending of the show was not his fault he didn't write it out what if it was maybe that's why he hasn't fit gotten out because that's exactly how it is and he's now is so embarrassed right based on how people reacted to it someone else took the blame for it but yeah exactly Ooh, that'd be tough man for the bd bd brothers whatever whatever they're called D &D, yeah dungeons and dragons yeah for those who (laughs) take the fall get kicked off of star wars and everything yep it wasn't actually their fault they got a huge netflix deal though so they're not doing too bad oh they did yeah for what i don't know several million like, what are they doing? Who knows? Oh. Well, I mean, maybe a kid's show or something. That's about all they trust them with. <laughs> Game of Thrones for babies. <laughs> <laughs> I so, thought Game of Thrones made babies. Uh, Targaryen babies. Oh, yes, they did. Make yeah. <laughs> Dragon babies. Dragon babies. There we go. <laughs> Drogon found a Droganette and yep. had a bunch of babies. Boom. Tons of eggs. They lit them on fire. They hatched. End of story. <laughs> they held them on fire, and then they hatched. Yeah. <laughs> and, and The Game we... of Thrones ending would be they hatched, and then they lit them on fire. <laughs> is this a Dragon Tales Game of Thrones edition? Yeah. And so it's just all of Drogon's babies, and uh, yep. they go to school. I wish, I wish, to use this rhyme to go back home until next... Until next, something funny. <laughs> I was gonna say, depending on tonight's results, if it's, it might just say next election. <laughs> and to go, I was gonna say, if it's Game of Thrones, like until next night, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're kids. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we're talking about uh, Dilophosaurus. <laughs> oh, we're talking about a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. We are. I know this is a podcast about prehistoric animals. Would you believe it? That's what we're on. Is we're prehistoric right? animals. That's our time about George R. R. Martin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a lophosaurus. It means two-crested lizard. Uh, okay. So two, then two crests make a hole? Yeah. 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 So it's a whole-crested lizard. Yeah, well, yeah. Exactly. 
Well, it's like, well, it had that one area in the middle where they combined, like the crest cleavage. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. okay, it's crest cleavage. Got it. Yeah, anyway, Stilophosaurus theropod <laughs> is what the type it is. It's, it's a group that includes the awesome-sounding Dracovenator. Dracovenator, that sounds bad. It means dragon hunter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have a feeling that it's not big enough or scary enough to hunt dragons, but it's yeah, a cool name. It's the villain of our Dragon Babies. Oh, of Game yeah, of that's it, because it just goes after Dragon Babies. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, uh, I think uh, maybe I could get Sherlock Holmes to solve that. Uh... What is this show we're coming <laughs> up with? There's so much to it. There's too much. The elevator pitch would be longer than any elevator ride. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless you're going up the Burj Khalifa or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways, size 19.8 slash 23 feet slash 6 to 7 meters long. Or 660 to 880 pounds, or 300 to 400 kilograms. So way bigger than it was in Jurassic Park. Yeah, say that that sounds a lot bigger than it was in Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, they shrunk it so hard. Yeah, it, it could fit inside of a jeep. Yeah, uh, diet <laughs> carnivore. Uh, yep. Time early Jurassic, 195 to 193 million years ago. So at least that's one thing I got it right. It was a Jurassic. It was a Jurassic then. Okay. It's in Jurassic Park, and it is a Jurassic dinosaur. Right on. It shares that with Brachiosaurus in that first movie. Of is that actual, it just the two of them? I think it's just the two of them in that movie. In the first one, anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because later ones had Stegosaurus and Allosaurus yeah, and yeah. Uh, and Apatosaurus. But anyways, uh, uh, location Arizona. Oh. Interesting. Yes. No wonder they died out. It's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> Described in 1970, pop culture appearances most famously Jurassic Park, which ruined its depiction forever by shrinking it greatly and adding a frill and poisonous spit, which it did not have. Uh, also, Ark Survival Evolved again, uh, yep. and Para World had it as a scout unit for one faction. Remember Para World? I do remember Para World. Yeah. Oh my god. Dinosaur RTS. It's Dinotopia meets Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, but both of these examples copied the Jurassic Park version, like every blasted depiction does. Uh, for a real uh, example, watch the documentary When Dinosaurs Roamed America, where it's the, depicted as the giant yet lightning fast and brutal badass it truly was, <laughs> complete with the most awesome sounding roar. In all of dinosaur media, no joke. I have it here, ready to play. Oh, oh, I'm excited. I hear this roar. It's gotta be better than this weird hissing sound. Yeah, or it's like, or it's like a little swan-like little cute noise it makes too. Oh yeah, yeah, the little chirping. It's like, go fetch the stick. Now, how about this? Here we go. <gasps> we could put that in the puppy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Yeah, I'm running away. <laughs> Here's there's a fight between two of them here. And you set up to 19 feet tall? Uh, 19 feet long. 19 feet long. But still, I... that that's like bigger than a bear. Uh, I'm going to go full SpongeBob meme. I'm going to head out. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to run away. <laughs> oh, I love that roar. Like the rest of that documentary, they just use like standard pig noises and lion noises and other uh, stuff for animals. But they're excited for the Dilophosaurus. They're going to like, no, we're going to make something special here. <laughs> right? So, somebody made a good call. That was an awesome roar. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so Dilophosaurus was the biggest dinosaur carnivore yet when it first evolved, uh, being oh. the first one to reach such a monstrous size. Uh, while dinosaurs got plenty big in the Triassic, with Plateosaurus in particular reaching up to 35 feet, less 10.5 meters long, and 4 tons, none of the Triassic carnivores were anywhere close. Mm. The biggest one was probably Lillian, Lillian Sternus, uh, which could maybe reach up to 17 feet, so 5.2 meters long, if it was doing a lot of push-ups and ate a lot of protein shakes. <laughs> um, and that's still quite smaller than even the smallest estimate of Dilophosaurus. Yeah, wow. So Dilophosaurus was a big boy. No kidding. And the fact, it was the largest known land animal in North America at the time. Wow. Yeah. Really got to get that image. Jurassic Park really did them dirty. It, it did them real dirty, man. Like, uh, did, was there less information out? Why did they depict them? Like I actually that? have a reason why. I, I, oh, okay. I'm, I'm bringing it up at the end okay, here. Okay, But until we get to it. So other than being big, Dilophosaurus had another gimmick. It's dual head crests that give it its name. Oh. They extended from the nasal to the lacrimal bones, uh-huh. and each had a little finger-like projection in the back. So it could double give someone the finger from the <laughs> back, right? <laughs> Catch up to me now. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, like any unusual feature in any animal ever, this purpose has been their purpose has been widely disputed. Yeah, <laughs> they're too yep. delicate to be used for any sort of combat, and they also appear to be on both males and females. Using them for sexual display, like deer antlers, seems unlikely too, or at least not oh. in the same way. Yeah, that's where they hit all that venomous oil. Oh yes, yeah. of course, of course, of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, they still were probably used for some sort of display, perhaps species recognition, like certain modern-day birds. Or maybe some form of thermoregulation, like the sale of dimetrodon. Mm, uh, the okay. last theory is unlikely, though, is there's no evidence of veins or any blood vessels flowing through the crest bone structure. But that's not to say it's not there at all. Some fossils are better preserved than others. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah. In 2020, a new reconstruction of the dinosaur based on recently uncovered remains showed that the crests were more prominent than previously believed, to the point where they're kind of shaped like the dorsal fins of a shark. Oh, <laughs> Just nice. two of them on the head there. That'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, while crested carnivorous dinosaurs were relatively common in the Triassic and early Jurassic, such as in Dilophosaurus, Monolophosaurus, and the aforementioned Lillian Sternus, these structures seemed to disappear in later theropods, perhaps due to their feathers just providing dis- enough display and rendering the crest function unnecessary. Interesting. So these the crest, um, besides display, did they have any sort of, like, nasal cavities, like Parasof- Parasoloferous? Parasoloferous. <laughs> Parasaurolophus. Par- yeah. I apparently need a nap. <laughs> Parasnophonus. Parasnophilophagus. Pa- para- para- Paragliderophilus. <laughs> Paratrooperophilus. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's how it got its awesome roar like it did in this Right, thing. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Like, I mean, it could have had a really badass roar like that if it, the crest has some sort of a 
sound function has like an amplifier in it yeah. some sort of metallic sort of thing too because that roar in that documentary was pretty metallic right exactly <laughs> which it could have gone either way because obviously it could have been great for like mating calls which means it would have been oh can you imagine that as a mating call like <laughs> right it's it's more like come <laughs> f me please turned me on that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so uh Perhaps due to the brittle structure of the crest affecting the surrounding bones, or maybe due to theropods still being a young group at its time, Dilophosaurus had relatively weak jaws compared to other predatory dinosaurs, oh. mainly using its claws to kill and maim its prey. Interesting. These jaws are actually why Michael Crichton gave it poison, oh. as a way to explain how it could be such an apex predator despite its weak jaws. That was his little theory. Interesting. The movie version adds the extendable thrill for extra shock value. Yeah. And also shrunk the creature to about four feet tall because they were concerned that if they had it at the real size, audiences would confuse it with the raptors. Interesting. Which is dumb because they're a bit they're actually a lot bigger than the raptors. Yeah. And they uh like Maybe they have the, the raptors crest. bigger anyway. Yeah. But even with the bigger raptor sizes, this would be even bigger than that. So Right, yeah, exactly. So So in the book, did Michael Crichton make it it was the proper size in the book. It was the proper size in the book. And the okay. death it gave Nedry was brutal. Oh, my God. Ooh. Like, it, yeah. I vividly remember this one depiction. I'm going to say it here because I want to hear it. Go ahead. <laughs> so the, the the venom was true. It blinded him. Yeah. And then he felt like a slash in his stomach, and he uh-huh. felt something in his hands, and he eventually realized that he was holding his own intestines. Oh my god, that's gross. And then the the raptor just... I'm not the raptor, the Dilophosaurus. See, yeah. I confused it with the raptor. <laughs> the Dilophosaurus just chewed on him. It was just, oh man, it was oh, it was hardcore. That's, oh, yeah. Wow. That's gross. That's awesome, though. They should have had that in the movie. <laughs> right? Yeah, that would have been so much better than just the shaking of the Jeep after it and his eyes sprayed. <laughs> yeah, come on, Newman. You could handle more than that. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love how everyone calls him Newman, even though that's not the character or the actor's name. It's just his character on Seifeld's name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyways, so while we can't completely rule out the poison particularly if it was more akin to the bite of a Komodo dragon rather than something like it could spit like in the movie, uh-huh. uh, the frill would have had evidence in the bones uh-huh. in the shape of a rigid structure on the neck or markings of the place where the muscles would be used to extend it when it attacked. Okay. Um, so definitely no frill for sure. Definitely no frill. Um, like I said, I really don't like the Jurassic Park version as uh, the real version was way cooler. I right. Think. Yeah, no kidding. It was bigger, faster, you know, more deadly. It was like... <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That was my I mean, I understand, professional like... impression of the creature, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing in Jurassic Park could have been a thing. Like, it, it fits in with, sort of. Like, it's realistic enough that you think it could have been a dinosaur. Yeah. But why did they just... Here, uh, I would be willing to forgive them, though. If in the upcoming Jurassic World Dominion, there's a scene where, like, a Velociraptor or something sees the the Dilophosaurus, the shrunken version, uh-huh. and it, it underestimates it again, tries to attack it, only to get attacked by a properly sized version to reveal uh. the shrunken one was its baby, uh. and then the full sized version kicks the Velociraptor's ass. That'd be sweet. That would be okay. Uh, I would cheer in the theater if they did that. Producers of Dominion. This is your overlord. Dominion as in the tabletop card game? Deck yes. builder game? <laughs> <laughs> but pay attention. Listen. We, we are giving you this idea. 
You will owe us several million, but we're giving it to you. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, so the Lophosaurus, I think it's 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 like, I think I read one, that someone said it was like the best worst known dinosaur. <laughs> right. I was like, every, a lot of people know it thanks to Jurassic Park, but they don't know it correctly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Most uh, misinterpreted dinosaur for sure. Yeah. Uh, but we're at the end part where we rate it one out of sixty-five million, though. For whatever reason, we're like, and I'm gonna give it like a fifty-five or sixty million. It was cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll, I think I'll give it sixty million as well. Yeah, it's badass. Yeah, like that roar, man. Man, yeah. ugh. Yeah, that roar is awesome. The overall description is awesome. Just everything that it does in general, um, being that big and uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, it's been misinterpreted for so long, it deserves some love. Yeah, exactly. You should. Yeah. Well, I, I should show you the scene in When Dinosaurs Roamed America. It's pretty cool. Yeah. John Goodman narrates it. So. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> He's like, it's a triple threat. It can slash, bite, and run. Nice. And it just oh. utterly obliterates yeah. an Ankysaurus. <laughs> so, nice. That's awesome. I'll right, well, have to see that. Yeah, I'll show it to you okay. afterwards. All right, well, that's it for this week. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact us at mattd at matthewdonnacreator.com. Uh, you can follow me on social media. I always forget that part. I've forgotten that for the last couple of episodes. You can follow <laughs> me on social media at Matthew Don Creator on Facebook, at Matthew Don 64 on Twitter, <laughs> and Matthew Don 64 on Instagram. Yeah, uh, and Adam back in, uh, right? <laughs> oh, that's too much work. Oh, the work. <laughs> ah, this thing keeps falling off my nose. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, How does so yours stay on so good? Is it your glasses? Yeah, because yeah, I have it like pinned up under my glasses. See, that's... I'm wearing contacts today. So. Yeah, that's exactly what keeps it up. I have it pinned up under my glasses. Okay, when? That's the one advantage that glasses have. Right. Except when, like, I have a couple masks that just don't quite reach that high. They mm -hmm. stay on okay, but uh, then it fogs up my glasses, too. Right. So it's a double purpose. It holds it up, and it keeps it keeps my my glasses from fogging up. Of course, yeah. of course. All right, so uh, also I have a <laughs> right, riding, riding podcast, Megazook. But what? <laughs> <laughs> I want to listen to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have a book series called Megazook available for print and Kindle on Amazon. Uh, dinosaur sci-fi. There is a prominent character that is a Dilophosaurus in it. Nice. Yes. yes. Um, in the second and third book. Uh, he's, and his presence is felt in the fourth book. Nice. I won't say how or why. <laughs> no spoilers here, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's a properly sized version too. It's also it has no frill. In fact, there's a joke I, I write because this uh -huh. is like these are like a sci-fi civilization dinosaurs, so they're kind of advanced. They're they got a civilization. Yeah. So this dinosaur, he's kind of like an Errol Flynn type, uh -huh. and he talks about how when he's meeting these bad guys at this party, he's like, I'll have to figure out what to wear. I could wear this this party coat I inherited, but it has all these frills on the neck and sleeve, and, <laughs> not, and I'm not really a frills type of dinosaur. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Thanks. Uh, so, but, uh, yep, so I also have a writing podcast called The Ritwits. Two twits talk about writing. Uh, I thought that was going to be your book. Uh, my podcast, uh, my book is named Ritwits. My podcast is called Megazoic. Right, yeah. Got okay, it? Yeah, okay. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah, of course. Got straight. Gonna, okay. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. And as I say at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ah, my phone logged out. I have to log it. Press the key code to your... Right, blimp. darn face mask. Keep the face app for the... You know. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.